Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either that we haven't seen or shows that will hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the drifters of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2021 original anime, Sunny Boy. Let's meet today's strangely large middle schoolers. First up, he puts the D in initial D, the drift god himself, J, J Factor, insert last name. J, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. I'm super excited to discuss this, to be honest. Uh, I had a great time, so I think this is going to be a good episode. I think so, too. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Secondly, he was accidentally drifted into the wrong world and was left alone. He is the fourth cat. We got cat. Cat, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> I'm probably the weakest cat out of all four in this show. But you're the strongest a, to me. Uh, thank you. It doesn't mean much. But uh, <laughs> but I also enjoyed the show uh to a lesser extent, but we'll get into that in a little bit later. Right on. Uh in his world he actually built a rocket ship of love and didn't ride it himself. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? Um it's going good. I, I don't know how to react to that one. I usually have something. I apologize, everyone. <laughs> it's all right. We're glad you're here. Uh, and uh, Pat. Ah, well, I was hoping that you were like misleading me before the show, and and you actually did have something prepared for me this time. But uh, I'll make do. I'll make do with this. Uh, hello. Uh, hi, everyone. We are talking about Sunny Boy, the uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, Madhouse show that was actually from this past season, wasn't it? Uh, or no, it was from, it was from this summer. Year, yeah. two, two it was from summer. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it was summer. So it wasn't quite uh, the end of last season, but close enough. Uh, Studio Madhouse, so studio that's done lots of famous shows, you know, just Death Note, One Punch Man, Hunter Hunter, High School of the Dead. There you go. That's good. You know, we they got some good shows on their uh, on their resume. Uh, they've also got, I, I believe, are they the studio that does Satoshi Kon as well? I'm pretty sure. Yes. They're, okay. They're, they're, my, so. they're my favorite studio for a reason. Mm-hmm. There you go. The, so uh, what do you say Satoshi Kon comes back and uh, in a indirect way here by, by watching the show? But yeah, so why don't we start off with our usual uh, first impression, spoiler free. Uh, the show is... Is it spoiler heavy? I, I don't really know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to say if it is or not. Uh, Miles, either way, why don't you kick us off with uh, your first impressions and everything else? Yeah, sure. Um, I didn't really hear anything about the show um, beforehand, which I think is like a pretty good way to go into it. Because um, uh, it's like kind of a trip. Um, it's like a very, uh, and this includes the first three episodes, sort of like a ethereal almost experience um i think that like the ride it took me on the entire time was enjoyable um and like i have i guess like questions or concerns about it overall but i also don't really know if they matter it's a weird feeling having watched the show and um at the end of the day i i would recommend it i think that it's pretty it's worth watching because there's a lot of different things I think someone could take out of it. And I think most people can find something of value with it. If it's your favorite show or you find it. Okay. You know, I think it's worth watching. Um, it's got a lot of good aspects. I can agree with that. Kat, what do you think? 
So, uh, my first impressions from episode one to episode three, uh, I really, like, it felt a lot like Lord of the Flies. Like, it felt like a, a straining between two opposite groups of the camp. Like, you had, like you had the science, you had the, uh, you had the rest of the class, and it really, it really encapsulated me. Um, I... Now the rules were kind of like a an afterthought at the time. I'm not sure if that's how uh, that's how the show tried to structure it, but that's how I felt about it. But as it went along, I just I, it was just really really fun. Uh, I th I do think that the show like episode two was kind of was probably one of the lesser like it kind of felt a little bit off but i think it was just because it it wasn't focusing as much on the lord of the flies aspect as it as one and three but uh maybe that was just me uh but that's uh that's as far as i can go without like really getting into spoilers yep no i understand uh jay the j factor what have you got so first impressions of the show um people who know me know i'm into some pretty esoteric stuff and so this was a big vibe Good buzzword there honestly. i like that word uh thank you um honestly this show it just has like atmosphere in spades like from the ambient soundtrack to like the actual music used in it, which, by the way, was all originally made for the show by one band, um, Sunset Roller Coaster, who I would highly recommend. Uh, not not sponsored, just uh, just like them. Uh, <laughs> People know we're not sponsored. Trust uh, me. Well, you're actually missing the the big announcement that I was going to make at the end of the show, but oh, you're shit. now sponsored by Sunset oh. Roller Coaster. <laughs> Hashtag um, it. There you go. Yeah, I think it starts off very strong in the first episode, gets you kind of, like, uh, really curious about what the power situation is and, like, how they're going to use them. I do agree with the Lord of the Flies vibes in the first couple of episodes. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, even at the start, I was, like, excited to see where it goes. I Going into it, I had heard like, some things about the show, that it was a little bit... People were saying it was kind of uh, disjointed, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I also don't necessarily think it was a bad thing, and that's what my first impressions were, even in the first few episodes. Fair enough. Uh, so, a couple of people have said the Loyal Flies thing. I agree that that's how it started. Um, or maybe that's what I wanted out of it, but then it kind of it felt like to me like it... Uh, it didn't execute on it fully. I, I think that that's uh, maybe something we could talk about later, though, for sure. Uh, Pete, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think what caught me right away with this show in the beginning was the fact of the usage of the literary like elements, not elements, like the the books and the stuff that's referenced throughout the entire show was like a huge thing for me. They referenced, they used the term drifting, and that's in response or in regards to the manga, The Drifting Classroom. And I thought that was like a really cool element that they were using these terminologies from prior past to kind of like set the tone for what we're doing. Lord of the Flies obviously is a huge thing. We get Robinson Crusoe. And I believe there's there's probably some like Easter eggs that I missed too, but I think that I was really drawn into like this 
world that they were in that kind of was like a world within a book within a world within another book i don't know it was crazy i had a great great time watching this i think miles said the word that i described it it was a ride it was an experience i would recommend this show for people who enjoy having conversations about shows because i think we're going to dive into it more where the conversation that we're about to have has there's so many questions that i have left to resolve that i need the four of you to help guide me on this path of 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 an, a, like the knowledgement of the show because i think there's so many moving pieces that can be missed and i i recommend i'm hoping we get like perfect blue vibes honestly and have the conversations that we had back then and just have a good time i thoroughly enjoy the show i would highly recommend it to anybody looking for something a little different a little unique uh yeah all right uh and then uh i guess i'll, I'll go quick i i think the show's weakest points were the very beginning of it i think it progressively got better and better as i kept watching um so if i were only to recommend based off the first three episodes i probably wouldn't honestly recommend this show um i think i got very very bored early on watching i was getting bakamonogatari vibes uh all over again where i was just sitting here saying they're just talking they're not doing anything and then it, it felt like things would happen but it wouldn't happen because of what they did it would just happen because the show decided that it, they wanted it to happen so, and that that feeling changed a little bit throughout the show but there were so many moments uh again we'll get into that later where where i was frustrated by it so i think um i would recommend like, like what we said we I, I think this is good for a group discussion but i also think that with the way that we do our group discussion here, it's not going to do the show justice. I think what a real true discussion where we had each watched the show multiple times or had sitting down and taken notes of it rather than just watching it on our own or, you know, picking it up here and there. Uh, I think that that would do it a little better than just like the, the conversation that we're going to have now, but I, I still do think it will be fun to talk about. So, um, Still don't know if I'd recommend it, though, because I I was constantly frustrated while watching the show. I, I again, there are so many elements that I enjoyed. The characters are a lot of fun. The um, the music, like everyone has said so far, is really, really good, really pleasant um, and uplifts the story a little bit. But I I was very frustrated while watching this to the point of like wanting to just type and type and type. And I, I held off, but. Uh, but yeah, so I think that that'll conclude our spoiler-free section of our discussion. So now we'll be opening the floor to everything. Please pause us if you plan on watching the show again. I think it's uh, I think it's really important to watch the show without someone else whispering in your ear the entire time. I think that that's one of the reasons why I avoided um, talking to people about it before today uh, or reading what people were saying because it. I, I think who introduces it to you and how you're introduced to the show can heavily influence your enjoyment of it. Um, uh, so yeah, let's, let's get right into it. Miles, I think you had the, the first discussion point ready. Yeah, sure. I, so this was, I mean, Kat wanted to talk about, I guess like the first four episodes in isolation. Um, so that would be, um, you know, the first two episodes of the Madrift in space school. Um, 
well, and then the first episode with them adrift in space school and then the second and third episode them kind of like looking around yes so um i guess cat uh do you have like a specific point you want to start us off on so um the reason why I wanted to start off with the with this first four episodes in isolation is because the first three episodes, like I said in my uh, in my introduction, is are very reminiscent. Like they have a they have very hard undertones of like uh, Lord of the Flies. Uh, with episode four, on the other hand, uh, the title is called Monkey Baseball. And it really doesn't add as much as I would like to the story because with episode one through three, you get like very, uh, the characters aren't as like cutthroat as it, as they are like the end of the book of Lord of the Flies, but they are like, they're looking for a scapegoat and Episode four kind of completely forgets about that about that scapegoat and basically says, "Hey, let's play baseball with monkeys." Oh, psych! We're gonna listen to this dude talk for for nine minutes about baseball with monkeys and how they killed an umpire. And of course, there's some uh, there's some like philosophical stuff, but I like I. I, I enjoy philosophical stuff most of the time, but when your philo- when your philosophy has been completely different for the first for the rest of the show rather than monkeys playing baseball and a dude who taught the monkeys to play baseball, I like I I don't, I don't understand. Like I I want you guys to tell me. Okay, Miles, <laughs> I want you to I want you to convince me that this actually goes with the rest of the show. Because right now I, I will, and then I'm going to let for you. <laughs> I'll do that, and then I'll, I'm going to try to keep this brief because I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jay do a lot of this because I just saw Jay the entire time looking like you just insulted his mother throughout that entire discussion. So it was just he was putting his ha- point, head in his hands. One, it was just the it's depression one point that is just like uh, yeah, okay. But I'll wait. so like the the monkey baseball is literally. So you were talking about like the people are trying to find someone to blame. The whole monkey baseball story is about the monkeys trying to find someone to blame, and they end up blaming the umpire because there was a collective thing that everyone wanted, which was for blue. Was that his name? The monkey pitcher? Yes. Yeah. To throw a perfect game. And then he didn't, he fucked up. Things went in, they went wrong, but people were so fervent in their belief of his ability. And in the event that they wanted to happen, that they, killed the umpire literally instead of accepting the bad reality that they were in they found someone to blame so it's an entire metaphor based on what happens an episode later where they start blaming um our main character and you know it's about it also ties into people's characters where people in the old world had power and no longer have power and like the whole group dynamic behind it. You know, is there an argument to be made that like, maybe you could have 
cut down how long that story was or made some more interesting visuals or something while it was happening. Sure. But do I think that that story had a lot to do with the overall plot and themes of, you know, especially this early part of the show? I I think absolutely. Jay, would you like to expand? Yeah, I think that, well, first off, the witch hunt thing is like they solved that in the episode previously. There was no reason for them to really go after, like, continue it. Like, the Mizuho thing was done at that point, was it not? Like, uh, I yeah. don't remember the timing super well of the show sure, because I'm time pretty, is pretty yeah, I, disjointed. I'm pretty sure that they the Mizuho thing was done at that point. Yeah, so the Mizuho thing was done. Yeah, like, the... she, she apologizes for what was her fault and then says but the other stuff was oh i'm talking about the witch hunt on what's his name though um on the main character yes uh, well we can talk okay well and then as for like the actual like metaphor of the monkey baseball stuff if you look at the metaphors in sunny boy as a whole it's all about like growing up and going to work a job and stuff like that this is about like how no matter if you're a talented person, there you'll always you can always perceive there to be some unfairness against you if you look at it. It's like about the fact that if you look at how it goes with the characters, you have somebody like Ace who is obsessed with the fact that he is ultra talented and thinks that things should be given to him because of the fact that he was given that talent, you know. And then you have someone like uh, Nozomi, who is talented at other things, but has no interest. And then you have somebody like Cap, who uh, is not talented, but still loves the game in general. Wait, it's like, Nagara who's talented and has no interest. Nagara, yeah. That's yeah, right. sorry. Nagara, no yeah. worries. I, I <laughs> used the wrong name there by accident because of uh, in names, but yeah. I, I got to say, in this show, I don't know if I felt this more than any other one, but I am, I had no idea who anyone's name was at, by the end of it. I was so, like... I knew like, most normally of them, by, honestly. You what? I knew most of them, I feel You did? Like. Okay, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Same. But, like, anytime I've watched other shows, it's just like, damn, I don't remember who this like i know the face and i know the character but i could not for the life of you life of me name their name which i guess is always me though too so i do that a lot for me it was like if they mentioned the name i would know who it is but then if someone was like what is this character's name like an hour after i finished an episode show i'd be like i don't know we have blue shirt girl and you know cat girl and all that sort of stuff right and like main guy and like gravity (laughs) shifting guy and and yeah. yeah so jay sorry continue yeah, I don't know. I just think that it real the metaphor and it does tie into the themes of the rest of the show if you look at it as a whole. Like maybe not necessarily like the first three episodes, but like the rest of the like the rest of the episodes going on. I definitely feel like it ties into the themes of the rest of the show. Okay, I agree. I, I, it's because it's like it's like uh, Lord of the Flies where like they pick they pick Piggy. He's he's the person that they're targeting because he's like. You know, he's the fat kid or whatever. And then in this case, it's the umpire. He's missing an arm. So it's like it's like targeting the weak guy for your problem because it's easy to pick on the guy with one arm than it is to, like, you know, actually face your problem. And I'm with Jay. I really enjoyed the metaphor from tying back from episode th- uh, two and three with uh, Misaho and her cat and then into them kind of 
playing the blame game with Nagara and his like his his power and like well he can shift worlds so obviously it's his fault it's it was like really easy to pick on the shy kid the quiet kid instead of you know someone like Ace who is like out there and strong and tall and I, I really enjoyed like that symbolism and that metaphor there's also reasons to pick on him where you don't when you're being emotional as opposed to critically thinking about things it's not even solely due to his weakness it's because it's it is pretty easy to blame just like it's easy to blame an umpire for a quote-unquote missed call it's easy to blame someone whose power clearly does tie into their predicament um for the situation you're in instead of rationally thinking about it and trying to diagnose the problem like uh raj does right like raj is able to figure out a whole bunch of things about both um mizuho's power and nagara's power while everyone else is freaking out um so i think there's some of that in there too it's about like our response to um difficulties or troubles or you know the hurdles that come up in life convinced cat or no i am convinced but now this leads me to another uh to another talking point and this may be a little bit more egregious and a little bit more offensive um so with all of that said why didn't they just make a different episode if they're just going to foreshadow what is going to happen literally throughout the next i don't know uh like the next two episodes because you have episode four which as you guys said is a metaphor for, you know, being unfair, one, but also having things be unfair against Nagata, who is obviously the umpire, because umpire is also the overseer of the game. And uh, Nagata is, uh, Nagata is basically, like, seen as the, the, foil for the rest of the group for two more episodes, which is uh, so, honestly, it kind of feels like a like a way for them to fill in time. So what's what's neat about this particular metaphor is that it it it, it does a lot of different things, right? So the umpire isn't just Nagara. The umpire is a few characters. Um because remember a thing about the umpire is that the umpire wants to participate in baseball so bad because he loves and has passion for baseball and but he cannot participate in it because he lacks the, the natural physical acuity required because of his disability right mm-hmm. so think about nagara right now nagara obviously has some similarities to the umpire uh when you look at like the unfair pr- prosecution for like being some sort of justice defining like symbol of fairness or rules or whatever like going against the rules right like he doesn't they're viewing the rules differently than the rules actually are in Agra's case but take someone like Cap who 
whose like whole life is baseball and he loves baseball, but he wasn't as good at baseball as Ace was. Um, he wouldn't make like a living out of it. He just really wanted to participate in it. So like the umpire is also symbolic of like, um, I think as Pete had mentioned, like quote unquote, weaker people in society. Um, people who in like weaker is, I think a little more, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean the negative con- connotation that it, it, it gives off. Like it's weaker, like people, you know, like a D one scholarship basketball player is really good at basketball, but he's not LeBron James. It's kind of like, yeah, that sort of thing. Like, I think that like the, the metaphor in like, and I, I think like your question of like why don't they do something else instead of do this is like because this like it's not just foreshadowing it's like retrospective and we learn a lesson about the world itself while we're there and about the like this teaches us a lesson which is how the power dynamics have been flipped you see ace after he wins the contest be very upset and need to be consoled by his girlfriend um because like i think he knows ultimately that what he just did was meaningless and like regardless of him trying to attempt to like redefine this world he's in by his skill set like the old world was that still fails um Mm. oh god uh jay do you have any thoughts on that you okay there? Um, Miles just yeah, drifted into you. another world. Yeah. Right? yeah. Holy shit. No, honestly, you were spitting the entire time. You were speaking Golly, thank the language you. of truth. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I, I think, I think everything that this show does is very deliberate and has meaning. And I guess if you guys don't mind, if I could segue this into. Um, a point that I wanted to talk about um, where I, I guess have some issues and I can't decide if they're, I don't necessarily even think it's flaws. I think it's just where the show like goes against my own personal taste is, um, but it could be a flaw in some cases, I think where they leave things a little bit too unexplained where they decide not to delve into things yeah. Like this monkey baseball thing. The one for me that I, I guess, was bothered by the most was Miss Aki never being. So we know that she is either a student or some other sort of mysterious force in this world. We know that she's not actually Miss Aki. But. She... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, but like. Yeah, and like I, I, I think like I, I think I understand her role in the story, right? Like she is there as a sort of like a antagonistic force that is a negative influence, you know, on Asakaze and the other students, and sort of steers them away from whatever particular lesson they were supposed to be learning while going adrift, right? Um. That's my view of her, like what her role is in this story. And I get that. And I think she plays an interesting, like I, I enjoy her in that role. Um, what confuses me, or I guess what I wish was that within, in like one meta step down, 
that we had a little bit more explanation for her. Mm, I actually, I'm just gonna. Do you have to go for a second? Okay. Anyways, Kat, do you have thoughts on that? Yes. Uh, so when I was watching the show, I I thought that Misaki might have been a. But Misaki might have been like a former student or a and like the principal who is God in this case, uh, like reverse time, because we know that time is a construct in this world and like reverse time without actually reversing her body or something like that. Or that. maybe that uh, and this is one that I just actually thought of, thought of because in the first episode, uh and this might have been something that you might have overlooked. The first episode, we actually do get, like, not really formally introduced, but, like, we hear about Misaki. She's mentioned, uh, yes. Yes. Well, in the first seems... episode. And she's she seems to be relegated to, like, doing menial tasks in the, like, teacher's lounge rather than actually doing, uh, you know, more effective things and i'm not sure whether that was because she was a student or maybe like a student teacher or something She's, like that the the aki that we see in the, this world is a copy of miss aki before she was employed by the school like that is a student version of her do we do we know that yeah because i mean it seems pretty obvious based on the information we got about everybody else like the time the time fucky wuckiness doesn't even matter because we see like copies of uh like Yamabiko and Kodama and shit who we know came after them, you know. Mm. Yes, but hmm, but she she know. Okay, you would need some wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. She's, I think she's a copy of the real Miss Aki, uh, a student copy of her that went adrift. That was recruited by the principal, more or less. I, I, so just the tag team off what Jay is because we don't see the only other adult that we see throughout the story is God. So like yeah. that that leads me to believe that why would Aki be like uh, like an adult? And so to me, it's like yes, uh, student version of Aki, kind of like the vibe I was getting. Uh, but so I mean, there, you would think that um, a, someone would say, "Oh, she looks." younger than we remember her or something like that like they all take her much. as miss aki until um the dog tells them that but teachers in japan aren't really that much older is the thing especially like middle school teachers she'd probably be like in her like early 20s they're definitely early 20s people who can look like high school or like older middle school people at points and there are middle schoolers who and let's be honest here the reason she why had gigantic about tits exactly <laughs> let's like, be honest here it's my first input in 10 minutes and, and that's what it is but <laughs> like, like, pat with his insight on the like, show that's just she how did it like, massive breasts so how does she <laughs> yeah. look like a high schooler or a middle schooler pardon me like with the I, I sorry continue Look, please my girlfriend is a uh, busty woman and she has talked consistently about how she developed early and okay. it happens that's all i gotta say like that yeah, like that yeah, anecdotal yeah. but no, it does happen no like, there was a girl in my middle school who had really big boobs like it, also, it does it does happen 
And but, also, it's not like the f- people's forms in this world are very consistent. You have a boy who turned into a fucking dog. Like, yeah, that's true. My, my I guess my thought is that she to make herself more charismatic or something like that. <laughs> her like, personality is, by all indication, very different than Miss Aki's on Earth. Yes. Okay, so to me, a lot of this was that she was either a different student who has the ability to disguise themselves, like that's their power, or she is some other nefarious force uh, that has, like, disguised itself as Miss Aki. That was... Also, but think about what you're saying, like... Why is she very different? Because the te- the reason why the student why she was more level headed and mature is because she was older when the students knew her. The copy that you're seeing is a is a immature version of her. So of course she acts like no, a little but, shit. But it was also a more cold and calculated. She didn't seem like a more people, immature version. She seemed like a more change. evil people version. change. Yeah, people change, man. But That's she would have been true. like a very. I, I don't know. I'm not satisfied by this. I don't it's, think that there's any like strong evidence. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying we don't have strong evidence that she was a. Look at how different the copy of Asakaze is compared to the real world version we see of him at the end, and that's it, even just two well, years difference. Like well, that's Asakaze as a. Well, we don't really see much of Asakaze. Like, yeah, we we do. We see him at the very end, and he's like not like, and we also see a lot of him just in general, like how he would have developed in the this worlds and stuff because he becomes a fucking dickhead. He's listed as a main character on Mal. He's literally a main character in the show. Yeah, but Rajdani isn't a main character in the show, and I think that's bullshit. So that is bullshit. Unrelated, but I agree. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I I just don't. I, you know, I, 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 I don't think, like, middle school Miss Aki was an evil, manipulative mastermind. Like, I just Have don't... Have you ever met a middle school girl in your life? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, was I manipulated too easily? Hello? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> middle school is the worst time time of all. It's literally exactly. the worst. The worst years of your life, because everybody's going most, through puberty. The most cruel people you'll ever meet are middle school students. I, yeah, I had a pretty you know. good... They will Middle tell school you experience to your face that they wish that you died in the womb. Like that is <laughs> fucked up. No, I said that. Yeah. Really, I said that last week. So I've heard middle schoolers say stuff like, "Yeah, that's why your mom's in a fucking wheelchair." <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, but that, uh, I love the child of Cambio. Uh, uh, that's, that's not cool and calculated. That's yeah. She she was like very like Hyde Piper to me. But like the thing about it is, is like even it, like you see the elements of her being childish and her wanting the power and stuff. But she's had literally thousands of years into this world's to become cool and calculated with actual God on her side. Okay, now that's that's possible. It's possible that she is a virgin version of herself that she's been drifting for a long time. I'm say, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, it is that's possible. That's why she's able to come and show and tell them the like playtime's fucking over. You know, like she knows th- that shit is real here. <laughs> And it is also shown in episode 11 that her thoughts are, like, they aren't as cold and calculating as people would want, Mm -hmm. as, as, like, as, as she puts on to be. They're more immature, like, this is a pain in the ass. Like That was episode 10, I think. But, um, no, this... It was 10. 10. Yeah, because it was Mind Reedy Girl. 10 was the Mind Reading episode. Who brought us into that. 
See that? Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean with the episode numbers being kind of. No, it's hard to tell when things happen because they're not always connected to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you. like how time works in this world. Time isn't connected to itself. So, but it does make it hard to ground to events yeah. um, because the order of events isn't always important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think she has some arrested development going on, more or less. But at the same time, she has had like an undescribable amount of time, more or less, to figure shit out and be like become calculating and figure out how to manipulate pe- uh, other drifters and stuff like that. Because I mean, look at Raj, how m- much he changed in like two thousand years and stuff like that. Yeah, he like, became a forest at the very end, which is pretty impressive. Like he didn't yeah. even <laughs> like he didn't even mention that. Hoshi was the person he was talking about who invented death, probably, because it wasn't even, like, who cares, you know? And, like, yeah. I feel like that definitely would have been mentioned 2,000 years ago or something like that. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was a really interesting uh, take on, like, inventing death, which was, like, Hoshi was able to, Transcend to like, death. to change who he was and in a way that was him dying. It was, um, like, ego death. That's what happened when yeah. we went into the square? They all just died. They like killed themselves. Is that no. is that what? So oh, what happened? What happened? I didn't Hoshi, think that's what happened. Now I'm confused. Like what, Hoshi what and the rest of the students made the utopia that they wanted, but eventually, but it wasn't really like all that Hoshi uh, had it cracked up to be. So he eventually starts lashing out, and then wants a way to find physical death so he can kill himself, more or less. Yeah, yeah. The, the utopia was like the classic utopia problem, right? Where there's no change. There's no purpose. Conflict gives no conflict. Purpose right. yeah. yeah. So he, he tries to create death and like ultimately is able to like evolve past, I think the desire and need for that utopia and become like a full person. It's implied. He more or less became like a God, like um, peace out. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's the last episode of the good place. You've ever seen yeah. it. Yeah. I haven't. I should though. It's a really good. Like what? What happens when you get bored with perfect? Like yeah, like yeah. You might have fun for like hundreds of thousands of years, but then what? It does it does beg the question: Is if you can get bored of it, is it actually perfect? Well, yeah, that, but... that, that's like another thing. With it, but like that's kind of like um, what the good place addresses. Welcome to what do you say? The good place. Hey, it's a great uh, show. You should watch no, it. I, 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 I know I should. <laughs> I've seen like five day. episodes of it. What do you say, philosophy? Um, you're the wrong place oh my god! <laughs> please, please don't subscribe to us for our philosophy. Takes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not mine. I'm not they're, a good person. <laughs> they're quite textbook. Um, can we take a moment to some something? I think we can all agree ab- upon. Just as a small interlude for the listeners, the soundtrack in this show was amazing. Oh, it was, it was fantastic! It's it was top five all time. So yeah. good. Um, like, I really it, liked it, but I wasn't like for for me to call it like a top OST. It feels like it has to like enhance the show for me, or like be like super relevant and and feel like it. So, so for me, I really liked the sound, and it made it, and I really liked all the songs that were played. But it didn't feel like it like had to be there for the show to work for me or it didn't feel like it changed the way i viewed the show it was just like oh this is nice or oh yeah this is a good song while while something was going on versus like i don't know like when i think like other osts there's like the iconic like 
booming thing that happens when main character swings his sword every single time or there's this that happens when um you know when someone's dying you hear the little twinkle blah 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 blah. like i don't know something like that that's what i when i think of like how an ost changes how i view a show those are the moments that come to mind in this case again it was like this is all really nice music and it was really fun um but it wasn't like not none of the songs are gonna be like oh that's when this happened for me it's just like oh yeah this is another nice song from the show does that make sense yeah i disagree but it does make sense because like episode six when let there be light is playing whenever all that shit is going on is like amazing Episode like, eleven, when they're in like the sh- the ship thing, oh, I was already crying. Yes. It was it was so yeah. good. Yes, like it was. I thought it was fantastic. There, so I think my thing with this with this OST was that it was less of a, um, it was less of a great, uh, like transcendent, more like bombastic, uh. OST like say Made in Abyss, which is one of my favorite OSTs. Uh, it's more of a, it's more of an OST that adds to the show in a way that we're not expecting. Almost like, Ambient. you know how the show works. It's because, like a vibe amplifier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because because you have this, you have episode eleven, for example, one of the best, uh, one of the best sound like parts of music pieces of music in the ost uh when um when they're giving their final send-offs to uh nozami like of course you have this moment where they're sending out this boat and the music doesn't really go with like doesn't traditionally go with the moment because normally it would be uh, a sound that as soon as mizuho starts crying uh it would dull down and you would hear her crying but it doesn't it continues to play as uh nagara looks at mizuho as she's crying and it adds to the vibe rather than amplifying her crying yeah there's no word said in that entire scene exactly it was mute it was just the soundtrack it was just you know them paying their respects to their their friend that died and Mm-hmm. To me, that was like, I don't overwhelming. To be honest, I really felt the emotion and like, cause it seemed like you know, like if somebody like passes away, like you want to remember the good times, and they did, and they were like remembering their best friend, and then like at the end, they just lost it. Like they yeah. they they tried, and I thought the music was just, Mwah, chef's fucking kiss. Oh my god, it was so good. I loved it. It was good. I I just was like, oh wait. I, well, I was too busy sitting there like. Is she actually dead? Is she yes. dead? Yes. Like, is she dead? Yes. Is she dead? She wasn't. Is she dead? You She's know, super no, dead. She, she, no, she it's up to there interpretation. You know. So you get no, well. I don't think it is. They they prove it with she the cat. Literally, is not. They, they prove it with the white cat that the cat is able to sense, um, like the presence of Nozomi and she's no longer there. Like but she does. So um, she doesn't exist in that world, but she's still alive in. The real world correct right so yes. Yes. one of the real world one of the real worlds yes marvel cinematic cop. universe that's a copy yeah, show, man. It's, oh, it's, a cop- it's a copy that doesn't have like the same memories and shit that's true uh it's yeah they all uh, yeah i'm gonna say about that 
I feel like that is more or less a different person. Yeah, that's that's. I feel the same way, Jay. Yeah. Hmm. I would say that the one they knew is dead, obviously. Yes. And then there is a version. It's like, I don't know. The memories have a lot to do with it, I feel like. Also, um, about Aki-sensei, I feel like another thing that she can symbolize is whenever they knew her as students, she was very kind to them, right? Mm-hmm. And with this whole show as a metaphor for growing up, whenever they have to grow up, suddenly the adult that an adult they knew in their life is somebody in it for themselves. When their students, all adults are there to be helpful and guide them, whenever they have to grow up, there are adults that are in it for themselves, not there to help you, not there to guide you, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So, like, whenever they interact with her, with her as the authority figure, she's kind and nurturing, but would they try to be on, like, an equal footing as her and, like, challenge her? She can't handle it. Kind of, more or less what I was saying is, like, look at them crossing into this world as a metaphor for growing up and going into, like, the workplace and stuff. It's like the transition, though, because they don't all... Yes, yes, because they don't always have the same... They don't all do the same thing and have... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of more or less where they were attempting to go with it. Yeah. It's like a hyperimposed state of being... You know what I mean? Like, still a student, but not... You know what I mean? Like, you're that in-between time, that weird time where we're all in our parents' basements trying to get our first job. <laughs> and some of us still okay. in their parents' basement. Listen, <laughs> you know, I lived in my parents' house when I was past age. So Miles with the alley oop. Sorry, Pat. That, that was uh, uncalled for. It wasn't uh, an insult. I th- I think everyone who is now out of their parents' basement was at I one point in their in their parents' basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how old are you, Pat? Uh, twenty-three. That's where I lived when I was twenty-three. Yay. I live, I live in my bedroom, actually. Yes, I lived I in my bedroom as well. Work. I work down here. I spent a lot of time in my basement playing Breath of the Wild um, and Hearthstone. Uh, there you go. Um, I am. I am probably going to be back in my in my bedroom. My oh no! By the time I'm twenty three, <laughs> just so I can have more money to spend. Money Relatable. is money is a thing that. Nozume could have given everyone for free, but chose not to. Um, Mizuho. Yeah. Did I miss something? She understands the inflation. Oh, wait, that reminds me. They couldn't have given it for free because of the, you know, rules and stuff. No, if she says it's on the house, it's good. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Can we talk about how they both incorporated, uh, like, cryptocurrency cryptocurrency and NFTs? With the monkeys. With the imaginary monkeys. No, I was talking about Aki Sensei's. Nice fucking titties. Oh. <laughs> That's just the J factor right there. That's that the works. J factor. You know, I was going to the easy joke about the monkeys, but J factor was like, nope, here's the <laughs> surprise. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Can I talk about some of the things I didn't like about the show now? Oh, um, sure. sure. Gladly. Uh, all right. Um, Numero uno. Yeah, numero uno. Uh, what all of these? It, it felt like to me when I was watching this show, mm-hmm. it felt like I was reading a visual novel. Did not feel like, like there were things going on on the screen. To be fair, it's not like there was ever Bakamoto Godsbury levels of 
people literally just standing there and talking, right? Like there was always, oh, the cat's rolling around in the background or someone's spinning in their chair doing whatever. Um, but it all the, the big complaint for me with this show was it felt like the main characters just experienced things and didn't actually control the things that happened. Like it felt like things happened to them rather than them doing things most of the time. Like, and, and I think a good example of that is in the, well, for one, the fact that in the first three episodes, they change between like three different worlds. Right. And they don't even, they, they hardly ad address it. They don't do it. They sit there and talk about it. And then suddenly something changes and then they talk about it more and then more things change. Maybe I'm not getting my, my point across perfectly, well, but that that's how I was experiencing it. And I, the whole time I was just sitting there like, they literally, like, why are these things happening? What is, what is the okay. catalyst for these changes and things that are happening that are so, and how do all these things tie together? Miles kind of touched that earlier, but like, how does this whole story tie together? It felt like it was like three different things just thrown together uh, at once, like throughout well, the story. Well, for one, like when you when you look at it, um, so okay, so you have this story that is meant to be uh, an allegory for growing up, right? And uh, with your with your main character, he is uh, later in the show uh, seen to be an observer, so he's he's really even though the show is really about him, uh, he's by design, he's not actually able to influence the story that much. Uh, he like, he can go to other worlds and create other worlds uh, uh, as like an example, like say episode, uh, what was it? Let's see. It, like episode. Was it eight? No. Was it seven? Yeah, it was seven. Uh, where he tries to let he tries to release the ants, and then the ants get on him, and then all of a sudden he's transported into a world with ants, and he gets to see one of his uh, one of his like old one of the people that he met, and uh, <laughs> and talks to him. Watches him get eaten alive. That was sick. well. Then, no, then no. He's that, okay was, at the end. that wasn't his friend beforehand that was uh, a friend that he made there uh oh you mean the bat yeah i'm talking about the bat um like you get to see him experience this world and then realize that he can't stay there because he's got other things to do because he's got a task but he is also observing different worlds because that's his power uh and i think I think the way that all of these stories kind of stream together is that in a way you, when you're going through life, you aren't uh, a lot of times you aren't really driving your own story. Sometimes you are, and sometimes it works like that, but other times, like sometimes things happen via something else coming out of the way. Like for you, it's coming from something that has no cause or effect that has no cause but is affecting you somehow but in one way or another somebody has set this up for you and by by it 
or somebody has inadvertently set it up, set it up for you. And through that, that's how like that's how the show is kind of uh, being structured. And Maman, uh, Miles, so, you might have a yeah, word. I can't I can't speak for Pat, but for me personally, um, in an episode like inter episode, most of the causation, I'm I'm totally cool with it. Uh, like intra episode, I think I'm using those wrong, maybe, but whatever. Um, that's where I sort of got lost. I think, like, and, uh, not necessarily lost, but where I would have loved some fill in about exactly what was happening because I understood what was happening, but I personally would have liked some connective thread between these events. I think the best example that I can give, and Pat can follow up after this to just say his thoughts about it but like the twin episode right the copy episode where the copies are fighting each other that comes out of nowhere it just we are we are dropped in that and like i liked that story i thought it was interesting i would have loved a little bit of preamble and i would have loved a little bit of follow-up on that just to help flesh that story out and connect it without me having to make the connections entirely, like, I think things are connected in, like, a thematic and meta way in this story, but, like, narratively, I would have liked more connections. Um, I I agree with that, where I just... I I, I don't know, man. It was so weird to go... Like you said, the twin story is a great example. Um, I'm glad you reminded me of that one, but, like, I, I just was... I'd be watching... And be like, oh, did we just skip forward two minutes, two years, two months? What what was it? Like, oh, what is this scene transition? What is what is going on? Like, uh, and that again mainly was between episodes because they they say it like three quarters of the way through the second episode, like, oh, a month has gone by, or or was it second to two to three? I don't remember, but they say that at at a point, and I'm like, damn, I would have liked to have known this. Like, at least like, it, like I would have liked to have had some semblance of an idea like and like you can say oh time's relative in here but like no time exists for them right because they are conscious beings that are experiencing things and experiencing the passage of time so it is relevant to to them figuring out and growing as people and they're literally in stasis what do you mean experiencing time? They're all in yeah, stasis. Yeah, because it's like, it's infinity. Where huh? like, time doesn't really matter. It doesn't exist. It, it doesn't well, matter. Then how did he live 2,000 years that's in the why, forest? No, like, it exists. But like, how did he not yeah. how did he learn or remember anything? Like, if it was a true stasis, they wouldn't, they would literally wake up the next day oh, and not remember anything that happened the day before. The whole point is that they're, my point is, he experienced a full day's thing, and then he slept for eight hours and then he woke up and experienced a whole nother day that's two days worth of time that has passed and sure maybe it's still july 2nd even though in his mind it should be july 4th but it's that is still time that has passed that's still experience and memories that he has uh that that's um and i would like to have known like oh hey we've been building this city or building these things for however many weeks or we've been um eating flies for two weeks or something time yeah time also like has to exist because they experience time at different rates depending on where they are and who they are because it takes two years for like our main trio to do all of this stuff and it takes two thousand years for raj to get his journey across 
and the dog had been there for 5,000 years. And that's like, time isn't, time is relative, but still real. I feel like correct adding those, like, whenever you add the context of that, like, the fact that time flows differently depending on where on who you are where you're at that makes it even less relevant am i wrong i I think it makes i I think that all of that was very deliberate i think it how long people's journey takes is this is a transition to adulthood right like that's what this is and that is different for everyone and it is a blur and it is hard and confusing and it's not something that happens in like a well-defined amount of time for a person in particular. And for each person, it takes a different amount of time. Like the dog even. I don't understand what Pat would have gained out of them just turning to the camera and saying. It has been. That's not what he's asking for. He's asking for connectivity (laughs) between the events. Like knowing, oh, hey, we've spent a month here on this. Like even in just a past conversation, like they do in tons of other shows. Uh, just a little bit of exposition to explain, oh yeah, we were in this world, but then suddenly got put into the next one, or then this happened, uh, because it happens in between the episodes, but it doesn't get explained to us at all. It can also and- help explain a character's mind state. Like, you know, like, because the longer you are somewhere, they do it towards the end, where they just go like, this is, it's been this long and this long. They, like, do a lot of it in episode 11. Um, but like I, I think that like I, I don't know. I found that just the they do it a, a few times in the series where they've like, and it's been ten months or something, and it, and it just sort of happened randomly. But it didn't feel like that time had any impact on them. And like I don't know, maybe maybe that is important. Um, but it was weird and jarring to me, and I think Pat as well. <laughs> yeah, I I was just always so like, oh, what is. When did we get here? Or how did we get here? What, why did we get here at different points of the story? I was, I was just left wanting a little more detail and wanting a little bit more closure, too, because there were times where they solved the world that they were in or solved the issues, but then just left or ended up somewhere else. And it didn't feel like they were like, oh, a wormhole opened up and we got sucked to it or something. It's like, like what happened? How did you get there? I, I know that's where I was at. Um, I mean, they seem but, to have figured out how to tra- travel between the stuff pretty easily at, at a certain point. So, like, it doesn't seem that big of a deal to for them to just be in a random spot. I guess, like, with the vibe of the show, I feel like maybe it's just expecting I, different things from the show. But like, I didn't really mind it. That I much. don't. I think that, like, I okay, logically, I understand that it it fits the show. Like, I get that. What I I found it personally just discharge. Like, I it like you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't mean it's bad or wrong for this particular show to have done that. But I, it was not a quality of it that I liked, and I would have enjoyed this more had there been more connectivity. Would that have? like hurt the artistic merit merit of what they were trying to get. Like, did they want me to feel disjointed? I don't know. Maybe it, like it feels like something I could at, see. It feels like looking at a particular painting and being like, I wish this was like Michelangelo or something like that, like an abstract painting or something being like, I wish that 
this had a defined subject that I could just st uh, stare at and know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels almost... I think that's a show in general. At least that's like, kind of like I, I the vibe like... I'm getting with, from it. Uh, see, I, don't, I don't know a better way to phrase this, so please don't take it, like, offensively. It feels almost like you wanted it to be spoon-fed a little bit more, more or less. Like, yeah, I, I did want it. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not... And I don't, not think that, I don't think the show was ever in the business of doing that. Like, I feel like it's approaching it the wrong way, almost. I, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm approaching it the wrong way, because I... You know, I don't know. I think Pat and I understand why the artistic choice was made, and like I, I just don't... I don't disagree with not. I don't disagree with not vibing with it or feeling different about it. Trust me. Yeah, but, uh... like that. That I guess like that's just at least my thought. Like I, I think it. I don't want it to do it too much because I do understand the need to have these jumps. They didn't feel as impactful to me because the connectivity between the events wasn't enough. Like they were so isolated, um, narratively. It didn't feel like they learned and went, "Okay, we are taking what we learned from the first part or from the first world, right?" And then applying it to the next and then applying it to the next as much maybe maybe is that is that a better way to put it because like i i don't know it, like i agree with, like i i get that it is a narrative decision to not tell the audience everything but i think i still want it to make sense and i still want there to be some to build on itself in some, some way. final conclusion or a, some way for it to build to something and it didn't feel like to me like we got that at uh at a lot of the points i guess um but yeah so that is something that we can keep talking about on our own i guess because we we clearly have uh hey pat where can we talk about that wow uh we could probably talk about that in our discord wow Yo, sick plug. <laughs> thanks pat um there we... <laughs> God, that was a, the worst one yet um but yeah. yeah, come come join our Discord. Uh, it's fun. We talk about anime a lot, believe it or not. Um, and uh, you like it, anime? We, no way. But no, I don't. You know, we, that. We, <laughs> we, yeah, like what? No, Pete's the only Check one in the entire Discord who likes anime. Yeah, we yeah, all know. We know that because I yeah. Pete has us all trapped in his dungeon. <laughs> Please, or someone save us. We're in know, Minnesota. Yeah. He, he has the key to my parents' basement. There we go. Um, <laughs> full circle. All right. Uh, yeah, but let's move on to our final thoughts and scores. So yeah, let me get my little calculator out. Uh, why don't we start with Miles? Miles, what is your final score? Sure. Final uh, my my final score. I'll, I'll. You know what? We're gonna reverse this. I'll give my final score. I'm gonna give the show an eight. I liked the show. Um. You know, as we were discussing at the end there, I think that, like, I, I wish it was structured, like, a little bit different in parts, but I, I ultimately think, you know, even if it just, like, gave me the heebie-jeebies in a bit of a way that I didn't like and didn't find a ton of value in, that doesn't mean that that's, like, valueless, so I'm not really deducting it um, a ton, a ton for that. Um, I liked the characters. Um, I thought they had uh, really good character development, which I think is really important for a show like this. Like, I think that honestly, like that is probably the most critical thing 
for a show that is trying to deliver the message that the show is to deliver. And I thought they did a very good job. Um, I can't believe that we didn't talk about the ending of this show in the time that we did that. So I'm going to give my opinions on the ending really quickly. I liked it. Um, I think that Nagara uh, maybe made a little bit of a mistake by not shaking her hand at the end there, but he does seem like that's something he's working towards and that he at least took the messages he learned to heart and is changed for the better all in all. Um, he's helping the birds this time around, and that is good. Um, watch the show. It's good. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Alrighty. Kat, what about you? Uh, so... My final thoughts are as follows. I thought the show was, was a bit jumbled in hindsight. Uh, in hindsight, the pacing was all over the place, but the way that the show was structured, it kind of works in its favor. Uh, my main factor for writing the show was how enjoyable it was. And there have been several times where this show had my full attention and interest in the world. Uh, but my interest but there were also times in the show where uh the characters felt flat my interest waned and the dialogue meant literally nothing uh and excluding the dialogue and the characters the visual storytelling paired with the music does give this show a high base score uh and because of the because the majority of the show had me in the palm had had me in the palm of his hand my final score is an 8 I did dock some points because of episode four, uh, although it has been explained to me. Uh, now, I if you can't tell, I'm actually, well, for our audio listeners, I'm actually reading from my final thoughts that I typed up before before we actually did the episode. So I would actually like to raise that to a nine because episode four was explained to me. <laughs> Jay um, feels vindicated. He's like, oh, we got he's there. like slowly putting down the bat that he had gotten to kill Cat with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, halfway across the country. Um, or the bear uh, trap, right? Isn't that what they used to catch the cat? Um, oh, yeah, look at that. Good job, Pat. Damn. I, yeah, uh, I did watch the show. I did pay yes. attention. Um, there um, we go. Also, Sorry, I'm cheating my blade. <laughs> also, the end didn't answer many of the questions I had. They answered some, like what happened to Hoshi's group. Although I had hoped they would have had a full episode on it, and not just a mod, and not just a monologue from Raj Dahani. Although Raj Dahani, best boy. Um, but others like who Miss Aki is in this universe is, or were all of the students from the same year when they went adrift or like the same actual physical year, not like third, fourth and fifth grade. You know what I mean? Um, or were some, some of the students from different years from the unanswered questions to my reaction to episode four, which has been, which has been edited. Uh, my final score is again an eight. And I only docked. Wait, is it only... an eight or a nine? I, yeah. I... Nine, nine, nine. nine. Okay. Sorry. I'm... Oh, uh, thank you. Good job, Kat. All right, Jay, what have you but, got? All right, you know what? I still uh, had I still Kat, a little you bit. You did? Yes. Because uh, I just wanted to mention, best girl, Mizuho, best boy, Rajdhani. Best character is also Rajdhani. And worst character is uh, Asakaze. Because fuck that dude. Asakaze gets the girl, though. 
Yeah. You only <laughs> like him because he's Neto Rare. I will say, I will say it was confirmed by the director that that relationship fails. Ah, Yeah! <laughs> that makes um, a lot of sense. Miles. Still, still beat, though. Um, yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, all right. That, that was a tasteless joke. Sorry. Uh, Jerry, go ahead. Was... Okay. So I'll make it quick. Um, look. I'm going to keep it straight with you. This was probably one of the most enjoyable anime that I've watched in a long time. I was vibing the whole time. I love weird esoteric stuff. I loved the art. I loved the music. The characters were pretty sick. I liked the powers. Like, And you know what? I was thinking about rating it a little bit lower, but I'm going with my heart. I'm listening to my heart when it's calling to me. I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. Let's give it a 10 out of 10. Absolutely, you should do that. When you feel something's a ten, give it a ten. Let's go. Yeah. Make an Fuck effort, to be, Fuck make an effort to be less strict about my ratings this year, because I've regretted how low I've rated some stuff in the past. So, I've regretted how high I rated Undead Unluck and Manga Club, so don't worry. <laughs> it still counts as a nine, baby. It, it oh, does. By the way, yeah. we have a Manga Club on our Discord if you want to join. Yes, we do. Yeah. I'm all the J Factor is always there as well. Get your own thing. <laughs> I do have my own thing as a man tower reviewer. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Raj is best boy, best girls. You know what? I'm gonna I like Mizuo, but I like Kodama a lot from what we saw of her. She was fucking cool. Uh very sweet girl. And uh yeah, this show is great. The it's fantastic. I would definitely say watch it. I don't think that we're doing it justice in a way, because I feel like you could do a podcast episode about each episode discussing the metaphors and philosophy in it. Like, yeah, sounds like a mini-series that we can do. <laughs> it would be fun at some point. I'd be willing to do it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my final thoughts. 10 out of 10! Love it. This is the J-Factor coming into our scoring. Uh, Pete, what about you? Yeah, I'm on Jay's side. This was one of my most favorite uh, show I think we've watched in Watch Club. The best way to describe it, it was a ride. I don't get that often. Uh, I was like, looking through my like top 100 of like shows that were like a ride. Gurren Lagann, that was a ride. Um, trying to see some other shows I went through. Um, you watched Perfect Blue on Watch Club? Perfect Blue, yeah. a fucking ride. Holy crap. Yeah, I did. I, I have to mention Perfect Blue, you know, three times an episode, but man, just so enjoyable. I, I, I think for like for me, the the episodes, I know people had problems with it. I, I kind of compared it to like Violet Evergarden where like there was like, you know, like different types of stories being told in this like linear line of like a main story. I can definitely see the problems that Pat and Miles brought up 100%. But for me, it was Agreed. like. It was something completely different. I just, I was so entranced by the story. I was so entranced by the characters. I love them. I had to change um, my best boy nominations because now, uh, surprise, Rajahani is a nomination for best boy of the year. Because, holy, what? I don't even know how the. Incredible. He is the embodiment of cool. What just a cool, just, just so cool. I love mm -hmm. Rajahani. I wish. I wish we got a little bit more, but I'm glad with the time that we got him. Um, I I do want to mention one more thing. Oh, okay. It's, Raj, it's fine. It's not your fault. Uh, yeah. No, I get it. But Raj Dahani is also actually voiced by an Indian person in uh, in the actual dub, which is oh, that's amazing. Sick. Yes. That is sick, actually. Wow. I was going to look that up. That's cool. Continue. I, back back to what I was saying. Yeah. 
um yes just we would even talk about a lot of like the middle episodes the ride from episode like five to nine ten was okay but an 11 uh, i had a really hard time like picking like the best episode because i thought so many of them were just wonderful i think 11 was my personal favorite by a slim margin just because of the music during the scene where they're in like the what's it called the, the whatever shuttle. the space station thing that they're in like yeah the shuttle the shuttle just just a wonderful experience thoroughly enjoyed the show i think it's borderline a 10 but not quite but man what a great show if we had like decimals or whatever high nine i'm gonna give it a nine love the show Okay, so you're on Jay's side, even though the difference between me and you and Jay and you are the, is the same. No, mine's a high nine. <laughs> high eight. You gave, it, you gave it an eight. Yeah. <laughs> but you gave it an eight, so if you gave it a nine, then yeah, it'd be the same. I, I'd be on your side calling him out on this. But um, yeah, okay. Uh, now time for the naysayer. I, I liked a lot of aspects of the show. I really liked the characters. Uh, I liked the music. It was very pleasant. Uh, animation was what it was. It's kind of like just very madhousey. Was uh, it fit the story too? Um, I just it didn't feel. I, I was frustrated throughout watching it. I was just getting frustrated, and I don't think even after being explained things, I kind of wish it wasn't so um, non-linear. I wanted it to be more linear, and I guess it's not really the show's fault, but it sucks that. This is a personal review, you know, so there you go. Um, I wanted it to to make more sense to me because I felt like when it was doing things narratively interesting, I, I thought it was really good. Like with the the whole um, with what's her name? God, Nozomi's uh, Nozomi's death. It's like symbolic for how so it felt so unceremonious that I was like, what the fuck? Did that actually just happen? Is she actually dead? And it's like. That's supposed to be what life is actually like, right? People just die sometimes. People are gone. It's it's and it does you don't see it coming. It just happens. And it's like doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter where they are, what they're doing. I thought that that was really well done, right? Like that was great. But then there are other times where I really could not follow uh what was going on. I couldn't follow how they tied together the worlds and what they were doing um raj was like so sick but like also why is he so all-knowing and smart like what what is the what's the deal with that you know like i i, I don't know there, there were there's so many things that i was just frustrated by that i was like oh wow it's like they're just they're they're experiencing these things that are happening but they're not necessarily piloting it themselves they're not really it didn't feel like to me like they were so so in control of what's going on and i get that there's that aspect like oh you're not that in control of your life sometimes but that's only sometimes most of the time you do control what happens in your life right you do have some sort of impact or um i don't know effect i guess on, on your own life you you your your decisions lead to to what happened to you so i and i didn't feel like that was always the case for the characters so i am going to end up giving this a six out of ten um so, uh, so I hate to bring the average score down so significantly, but uh, I thought it was actually going to be lower. Could you imagine if Johnny was here, how much lower the score would be? Did Johnny yeah. not like the show? I, I doubt he watched it. <laughs> he didn't watch it, uh, as far as I know. Um, poor Johnny, a little sick right now. He's big chilling. But yeah, so our final average score 
would be an 8.4, I believe is what I calculated. I mean, that's significantly higher than the MAL average, so. Yeah, the yeah. MAL average is a 7.67, so that's, uh, yeah, we... Apparently we have uh, worse taste than Mal. That's uh, that's shocking. Well, we have uh, the best taste. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Better taste than Mal. Blah 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 blah. Um, but yeah, that wraps up our discussion of Sunny Boy. Uh, again, we'd love to talk about it. Come join us. Uh, come talk about it with us. Uh, leave a comment below if you don't want to join the Discord. That's fine as well. Uh, and yeah, Miles, why fine. don't you tell us what we are watching two weeks from now? Because this is gonna, yeah. Please tell us about this show. I'm very curious. Will I ever? One second. Let me do the final math. Um. So in third place we have Sound Euphonium. In second place we have the J Factor himself, Fully Cooley. In first place, let me make sure I got this title correct. It's quite long. It oh, the hash show won! Oh, yes. no! Let's go! <laughs> yes, this show actually won. We have... <clears throat> my mental multiple choice power is completely ruining my school romantic comedy. So, through a lot of people throwing it in their, like, third or second place option and just being like, why the fuck not? And then me voting for it first. And someone else voted for it first. I forget who it was. It managed to win. I am surprised, but that's what we're watching. So, Fully Cooley uh, and Sound Euphonium get a legacy point, um, but they will not be re-upped this time, because this time is our two core nomination. Let's go! Yeah, so now we are nominating for, it looks like it'll be February the 7th. That'll be the day at the Monday after the Super Bowl, I believe. Um, so that'll be tiring, but yeah, we'll be watching a two core show. We did this last year, uh, where we all nominated and voted on, uh, watching Shinsekai Yori. Uh, uh, that was a show that we watched. Yeah. Um, Fantastic similar to the show, a show where everyone besides Pat gave it a high score. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's the powers, man. <laughs> it it just does you in every time. Yeah, no one talked about that. Why? Why does his power change three fucking times in the show? I never mind. No, we can talk about it. <laughs> I, no, that's also what. Maybe that'll make my comment there will make my lower score make more sense. Because I realized I didn't add about why he's about. wrong. You can join the Discord. Yeah, there you go. Um, Get some context for why he feels the way he does. I'll explain it to you <laughs> if you join the Discord. Yes. Um, we're trying to do some mind control. Join the Discord. Stuff. It's not a suggestion. <laughs> yes, there oh, you go. Um, cool, guys. All right. But now, anyways, back to what we were saying. So now we can nominate. Normally, we're limited to only 12 to 13 episode or mo one single movie titles. Now we are opening the door to any two core show or set of movies that equates to two cores. So uh, the reason Johnny wasn't able to make it tonight as well was because he was sick. Uh, so we are not exempting him or not letting him not nominate. So, uh, Miles, what was his nomination? Just sure. Get it out of the way. Um, I have successfully bullied Johnny into nominating Toradora. Oh my so god. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that we can fuck three hour long episode. We can oh finally settle this once and for all. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it, Miles. You and me together. You and me versus the world, baby. Uh, 
that's yeah so that's uh that's johnny's show is torador uh, yeah you watch your mouth around me too better not say that word um uh <laughs> miles what's your show now i uh will be nominating uh, a show that i have meant to watch for a long time and have never gotten around to mushishi Ooh, nice mushishi okay i respect it that's a good one that's a good one cat what have you got so I mentioned this a lot in the Discord. Again, join the Discord. It's not a suggestion. Um, a lot of people really don't like the show. Some oh dear. really do. But I've never watched it, and I want to know why. And I feel like this will be a very good discussion. I'm nominating Fate Apocrypha. Oh, no! Cat, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, a fate show. Oh, I'm kind of uh, intrigued. Um, no, Pat, no! <laughs> God, no honestly, uh, me, me reacting like this might make people vote for it. Please don't please. vote for the show. Do it! We did Shiro and Baga Club. I, I hate this show. I hate it. Every time we do a show that Miles hates, we have a great episode. You know this! <laughs> That's, oh. tr that's true, but uh, I've already watched the best version of Fate, so I don't feel the need to vote for it. Don't worry, uh, Miles, you're safe. Oh, come you on! Uh, <laughs> hey, can't beat Zero, man. Um, Jay, what have you got? I am going to nominate the best thing Wit Studio has ever done. I'm nominating Peak 10... I'm spoiling my score already. I'm nominating Peak 10 out of 10 Fiction. Yep. I'm nominating Vinland Saga. Yes, sir. That's a good one, too. Ooh, I thought Awari no Seraph, though. You said the best thing that they've ever done? Vinland Saga shits and farts on Seraph. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what that show is. I just, like, looked up the first mid-ranked show they had and said it. <laughs> okay. Vinland Saga. Okay. Uh, Pete, what about you? I, I'm so excited for this. I am so excited for this. As you know, as the voice of the people, I give the people what they want. And what's Cowboy? Nope. He is the white. I, I, nope. was, I was thinking about doing Cowboy Bebop, but I decided not to. Instead, I wanted to culture us on the fifth highest grossing franchise in Japan of 2021. It is, a, it is a show that transcends not only anime, but games, light oh, novels, no. merch, plushies, waifus, no. and all of the above. I am nominating Uma Musume Pretty Derby Season I knew it! I knew it! That's got my vote. I was like, Evangelion? What are we doing? Like, what, what's going on here? You didn't say the okay. It actually beat Evangelion's record for DVD for sales. Yes. <laughs> For a second, Uma I thought Musume, you said, Pretty Derby, seasons one and two. When you were introducing that, I was expecting you to say, like, fucking Digimon or Pokemon or fucking Hello no, Kitty. I'm talking about franchises that make money. Hello Kitty makes shit tons of money. Yeah, Pokemon's the highest grossing it's franchise true, ever. Yeah. And yeah. Hello Kitty, I believe, is number two. Yes. So. Uh, I'm talking okay. about 2021. Oh, okay. <laughs> You want that 2021 money? Yes, I want that new money. I don't want that old money. The old I want that, I want that NFT money. That nouveau reach. No, no idea. We're NFTing the pretty derbies. Let's get that on the blockchain right now. 
Okay. I feel like what uh, the fuck is happening right now. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Pat, <laughs> you're, you're up. I don't know. It's a fever dream, man. What the hell? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, my show. Uh, I'm smart. I'm gonna renominate the show I did last time because it has a legacy point. Uh, you know, me always finishing second place. That's Very usual. smart. <laughs> um, it's gonna be another five years before it wins. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's okay. It'll eventually win. I will will it to victory. But it's I it's I don't know it's something that's always fascinated me because I've heard I think it'd be a good discussion too because it's uh, been said that it was a show that started out really strong and then crashed and burned in its finale. Can that I try was, to remember what it was? Yes, go ahead. Guilty Crown. Yes. There you okay. Go. <laughs> it is Guilty Crown. Uh, it looks cool. Badass OP. You know that's very catchy. Um, very pretty colors. And uh, production IG, too. So that's always a good thing, I, I think, at least. Uh, in terms of quality, uh, you or that you expect quality out of them uh, most of the time. So I don't know, man. I think it sounds sick. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's Guilty Crown. So yeah, those are our nominations for, God, a month from now. Almost. I can't wait. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be interesting. Uh, God, oh, God, I'm going to have to watch... So much anime this I'm month. Hugged. I have I still have Secret Santa. I've got Watch Club again. We've got other shows that are airing right now too. My goodness, I am maybe I'm coming out of retirement. Who knows? <laughs> um, a narrator in the background. He was Pat not is coming now out of retirement. That is now the second person in this in this Discord that watches anime. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, he won't be. Don't worry. <laughs> But anyways, that wraps up our watch club. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, Pete, why don't you take it away? Yes, we are entering my favorite time of the year. It is anime of the year season, boys. Next episode is our nominations. We have 17 categories that I will be listing. You get to vote on it. You get two weeks to vote. If you vote, uh, you are entered into a drawing to win a $50 Amazon gift card just by participating. How cool is that? Help me help you. Um... I'm going to be doing a special live stream on Saturday. Uh, if you are interested in watching that, it's going to be Saturday evening. You'll have to follow me on Twitter because I'll tweet it out then. Or join our Discord. I'll make an announcement of whether that's happening. So, Anime of the Year nominations. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for the Anime of the Year awards itself. It's my favorite episode all year. Minus whenever we do a show like Sunny Boy. Because that was such a ride. Other than that... Watch Club, in two weeks, we will be watching that light novel that I don't even want to pronounce, The Had Show. So thank you so much for listening. Oh, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you're on. Even if you're that one guy who left us a one-star review on Apple Podcasts today, that's fine. I just wish you would expand on why you think I am trash taste, even though I am the self-proclaimed Rent taste. Free. Of- Rent free in your head. Rent, fr- Rent free. I just, I mean, as the voice of the people, I just want to know where I failed. So it was Please, me. Right, I did right it. Now. Damn. I knew it. <laughs> this is uh, uh, as kind of like, um, uh, knows me. This is, this is our final goodbye to miles as he is kicked off the podcast and he will never be seen again. Unless oh, we thank God. I don't need to watch feed right. apocrypha. That's true. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks for, uh, that light novel where things happen and there's multiple choices. So thanks a lot. And we'll see you next time.